Welcome to episode 75 of Kapowcast. 25 more, we hit 100. Yes, that is math. That is math. <laughs> Joining me today is Tony Vance. Hello. And always, well, not as always, but Michael Haggard as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes Michael Haggard. You, you, got, you got in the routine of Jeff coming I did. next. <laughs> I did. <laughs> He's off doing one of his 1,000 podcasts. Yeah. He's like, sorry guys, I have uh, mis- uh, I have the podcast nine hundred and eighty six today. He's, he's, he doesn't even tell us the names anymore. He no, just, they're by number. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we decided we're going to probably we're gonna uh, we're gonna do something different today. We're not gonna have any news because we are going to travel back in time to the year two thousand seven. Yeah, and that was <laughs> under five seconds. So. And we're going to revisit uh, Spider-Man 3. That's right. We're going to go through it with a fine-tooth comb. We're going to uncover the sandbox that was put up in the, in the winter. We're going to sift through it, hopefully find some toys, but we'll probably mostly find a bunch of turds from neighborhood cats <laughs> left there. See, what I thought you were doing there Just was like uh, the fine-tooth comb was when Parker decided to strut his shit. And then the sandbox indicating Sandman, but I guess not. It was no. just a long-running Yeah, nope, yep. Oh. It was just a die trap. Uh, <laughs> I did, I... I always so, give you way too much credit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's okay, keep it coming. Um, I did something different with this movie where I sat down and watched it and I made lots of notes. Wow. I picked out things I liked about it. I picked out things I didn't like about it. And I picked out shit that was just downright fucking unforgivable. <laughs> um, you did this this past week or ten years ago? Did it last yesterday? Night? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, yesterday. This list is ten years because, in the making. And here's my line of thinking: because we we could sit here and we could destroy, literally, it. Sh- you know, rip this movie apart very easily, and I'm sure it would be very entertaining. We would nuke it, but. There are redeeming qualities about this movie. Mm. Um, to understand our feelings for this movie, we have to go back all the way to 2002 when Spider-Man 2 came out, and we did a show about that. You should go check it out. Well, yes, 2004, you're right. Thank you. 2002 was the first one. First one, yeah. yeah. But 2004, that movie was like the pinnacle of superhero movies, and that came out. It was like, it did have some people I didn't like, but it was like the be-all, end-all. Right. Yeah, it really of started superhero movies. the uh, format I mean, that superhero movies were going to... This was like the precursor, actually, to like Avengers and stuff. It was. And yeah. it's weird, too, because I, I looked up and I was curious, you know, what other movies came out the same year as Spider-Man 3, and it was not a good year. No. Because uh, Fantastic Four 2, Rise of Silver Surfer, also came out, and so did uh, the first Ghost Rider, just to name a few. <laughs> Was that the same year Knocked Up came out, too? Probably. I feel like it was probably. The year prior. They always make the Spider-Man 3 joke through the whole thing. You're right. It, the year prior, they had. X-Men The Last X-Men Stand. X-Men The Last Stand and Superman and Returns. Superman Returns. <clears throat> and we were like, oh, I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Next year is really going to bring back, you know, Spider-Man 3, the sequel to Spider-Man 2. This is going to be an amazing, you know. Thing. Uh, it was so well, and then because one of the perks when we worked at the theater was for a while we would get to watch movies like after hours, yeah, like before release, yeah, like new movies. 
And I think it was when we were going to watch Superman Returns, there was a trailer yeah. for Spider-Man 3 on there that we didn't even fucking know about. Uh-huh. This was before, like, trailer leaks and before they would release a trailer for a fucking trailer just to show the trailer on TV or online <laughs> and you could stream it on YouTube, like, right away. Be- before the internet was literally in the palm of our hands. Yeah, so... You know, two thousand ten years ago. Yeah. Well, this would be probably like eleven years ago. Well, yeah, I I remember watching the um, teaser trailer for Spider Man One, the World Trade Center teaser trailer. Oh yeah. And uh, that, I watched that on my computer. Where you catch the hel- the helicopter between the two towers. Yeah. That one. And okay. we still had. I was working at the theater at the time, and I had the um, you know the luxury of watching things before they came out. You mm-hmm. know, like a few days before. You know, I was in with the cool crowd and, uh, you know, got those perks. And still, this was like uh, the trailer that slipped by us. We didn't know it was coming out. Mm-hmm. They oh, well, got everyone. And the one thing I remember very clearly about it, too, is like the CGI work like still wasn't even done in it. Because the main part of the trailer was Spider-Man the in the bell tower bell ripping tower. off the costume. And in the tra- in this trailer... It was just he was just ripping a costume. Yeah, yeah. And then in the final product, he's actually like you know it's clinging to him. You can see the alien and shit like that. Uh um, Slime. So we we were really like amped for it. It was. I remember like the posters coming out. They had the cool like lenticular poster Mm -hmm. that went from red to black suit, and like everybody wanted that shit. The posters looked awesome with the mirrored image him him in the black suit. I still have the giant banner from it. Yeah. Do you remember the giant banner? I do. Yeah, it's currently covering Halloween decorations. <laughs> if that's any indication. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the movie happened. And boy, did it happen. Yeah. Um, um, now, now, how would we like to do this? Would, we like to, would, we, would you like me to go back and forth from good, bad, and, and all that? Or would you like me to do all of good, all of bad? Or I feel, first off, we should get our initial... Uh, thoughts when we first seen the film because I feel like this is probably one of those films for especially for our clique that uh, it's it's kind of <laughs> this does sound terrible but I don't know how to it's like one of those terrible things that happen in the world and world. you you remember exactly where you were at that moment in time like nine eleven yeah. I wasn't gonna say that I was not are you, I was saying, are to, you comparing <laughs> Spider Man three to nine eleven to a national tragedy <laughs> it was a national tragedy you monster wow were people jumping out of buildings when Spider Man three came out please send your angry letters to Kapowcast Podcast at Gmail directed at Tony Tony Vance. <laughs> But no, like, like, uh, it was just, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really do. Tony's a truther. I, uh, what? Spider Man 3 truther. You know, I, just, <laughs> I remember it like yesterday. We, we were, we were going to see it after, after hours, and I was super excited. Like, like Mikey said, oh, it's, yeah. this was before, you know, the Marvel Universe before the G- DC Entertainment Universe or whatever they're the calling it. Do you remember what you had for dinner? This is the sequel. To <laughs> probably Spider-Man. a hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> knowing, knowing us back in the day, it was probably a hot and yeah, ready. Yeah, actually, it was right? probably something really like a quad stacker or something. <laughs> Just really god awful. 
Um, but this was the sequel to Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And that yeah, was yeah. The, the movie that set the the tone, you know, for the future. I, uh, but it, it's really funny because, like, Spider-Man was... I think I've said this before. Spider-Man was my childhood hero. He was the, he was the thing that, like, I was drawn to in comic books. And... When the Spider-Man movies came out, it was a huge deal for me. Like it, it, it relit the childhood candle in my cold heart at that moment in time. I thought you were going to yeah. take your colon. <laughs> <laughs> the same way Cody lights his farts. <laughs> and like we got Spider-Man one, and I still to this day enjoy Spider-Man one. Spider-Man two was just terrific. And then I was, we were so excited. Like, we're finally three. We're finally going to get a Venom. You know, we're finally getting, you know, a, yeah, it a misunderstood like a, character with Stan Man. A and, trailer that was, I mean, a, a trilogy that was, could only go up. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> just a side note, this was the first comic book trilogy where the director came back for all three movies. Correct. And it was Sam Raimi. Yeah. It had Which is also yeah. a big deal so, for me. Well, actually, it was revealed that um, the real Sam Raimi was uh, kidnapped <laughs> and put in a cocoon, and they cloned him for Spider-Man 3, and they uh, he, he was cloned with the alien symbiote. I did... Uh, I don't know what to add to that. I did read some... Uh, a common misconception for Sam Raimi for this movie. The the big thing that people talk about, you know, why Venom was handled so poorly yeah. is because Sam Raimi disliked Venom. And that's right. true to an extent. But once he he said once he read some some Venom books and saw a little bit more of the humanity of him, he actually tend to he did turn around to you mm-hmm. know liking him a bit more because his big argument was because he, he had never read anything before with Venom is to him Venom just it just seemed like he was just like a monster like there was no humanity to him yeah there was no depth to the character yeah, yeah there. It seemed like from the beginning, people always try to say, what could have saved Spider-Man 3? What could have what could have been, uh, you know, they look at it and try to take things out, put things in. But I think from the very beginning, it looked like this movie wasn't going to be very good to, uh, you know, start with. Because uh, Sony was on a very different page. They wanted a different tone with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Sam Raimi really wanted something classic, you know, like... Uh, Golden age. He's always been more of a golden age. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, it's been ten years. We've had a long time to think about this stuff and talk about it, and we keep coming back to it. Like, uh, um, failed. You know, and you you bring up an interesting point there with Sony wanting stuff because it makes me think like there was so much stuff that had to be addressed in this movie Mm -hmm. just from the get go. So okay, Uh they put in Sandman. You still have to address that Harry Osborn thing, yeah. that teaser at the end of two, and at the same time, Marvel. Oh, they want Venom, so you got to find a way to put Venom in there. And not to mention the Peter Parker Mary Jane storyline along with that. And yeah, there was a lot to juggle here. And not to mention too, like a lot of people like to go to the argument, oh, there was too many characters, there's too many characters. Here we are in 2017, and and that is not an argument anymore. It's really funny you bring that up because I was watching it last night. And I was sitting here and going, wow, you know what? I remember, like, my initial feeling. Like, it was, I was like, man, this movie's really crowded. There's a lot going on. But I watched it last night after we've had, like, Civil War and all these, like, humongous, like, platform movies. And I go, you know, this isn't that crowded. 
They could have they could have made this work. The only thing that you know the Avengers movies obviously have going for them that that this movie had going against them is all those movies had the setup. They already had well, they already had all the characters already had movies pretty much made. Right, they're setups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But at the same time, it's like I don't know if I could really you know use that as a crutch as to why it's bad anymore. Yeah, you can tell. Uh, I think in a sense still, because I are you saying because DC hasn't been doing that and they're still doing okay? I'm not even. Are they? Uh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, like they, they're not doing terrible. Like, they're not crashing and bombing. Yeah, people aren't liking the movies, but oh, people are still going. Feeling. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a, another topic for another that's day. Yeah. <laughs> That's Pandora's box number three. Um, so <clears throat> you said you had some notes there, too. I did. It's just <clears throat> random shit. Okay. So why don't I start with, with something good? Sure. Okay, let's start with something good. Uh, thing I like, the beginning. The wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> the beginning? <laughs> the, the just the setting up where everyone's at. You know, oh, okay. where Peter Parker's at in his story, uh-huh. you're seeing a more confident, sure-of-himself character. Almost cocky? Yeah. And he almost yeah. has that Spider-Man wit to him now. Almost. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> and just that whole setup of, of catching everyone up to speed as to where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, b- backtrack a little bit. I noticed, and I don't know why I never did notice this, but in the opening sequence, the opening titles, they literally recap through two one movies. and two. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I like yeah. that. I like the, the opening credits uh, bonus point. The opening credits are really good for that movie, too, because it, it's almost like a previously. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Previously on Spider-Man. It's just like I love the opening credits of Spider-Man, too. Like all the Alex uh, Ross paintings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Love it. That was yeah. so good. I, and it was just funny because it addressed the issue I had with Spider-Man 1 where I felt like the opening credits were really long. Uh-huh. Well, you give somebody something cool to look at. It doesn't gonna, seem so long. You're not going to fucking notice it. Um, bad. Uh, the the symbiote landing. On the little asteroid? Way too fucking convenient. Yeah. It, I guess originally they did want to put um, Jameson's son on a, a shuttle coming back in the... Symbiote being more of a stowaway, yeah. kind of like the animated series. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I guess... that worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just so happened... I'm sitting there, I'm like, how do you not notice a meteor literally landing? Like, I don't care who you're in a web with. Right. Yeah. But how do you not fucking notice that? She's not that distracting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, he was really trying... It was. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the web part, to be honest. I like the part. The part's fine. Once again, that kind of goes in with the beginning, like setting up where everyone's at. Not to mention it's a very Spider-Man oriented kind of thing. Yeah, but like just Not like the, just because he's in a web, but because like Spider-Man in the comics would do some shit like that. I guess I could, I to sum it up, I guess the convenience of it. Right. Kind of throws you out no, a little bit. I always thought that was weird that, you know, this asteroid comes down and it hits Earth and like nobody notices. There's no teams of scientists that come out and they're like, well, it's a fucking asteroid. Like, yeah. it just... Like, eight-year-old kids are just playing, you know, this is safety. You're safe if you're on the asteroid yeah, kind like of a, thing. Like, nobody even acknowledges a fucking a asteroid fell in the park. Post-9-11 <laughs> New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we've reached our 9-11 quota for today. I know. Holy shit. 
Um, I'm going to try to do these in order of the movie. I'm trying to remember. Uh, good. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. He did a great job as Sandman with what he was given. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was necessarily completely fond of the, the backstory, but... I don't... I was going to look this up before we came. Do you know much about Sandman, Mikey? Yeah, yeah, I, feel I know enough to know that the whole backstory was all just written in for the movie. Okay. It was all made up. Uh, Sandman virtually had no <laughs> they origin tried, story or history. They tried okay. to Mr. Freeze him. Uh, like yeah. animated series. You know, they take kind of uh-huh. a weird, lame character and give him a real... Try to give him a real... Three-dimensional... Backstory, body, yeah. you know, sympathetic. Right. I, uh, actually, I actually liked the Sandman character in the sense of the fact that it was, it was the first... It was the first character in those movies that was actually, like, there was a gray area for. Like, yeah. with, with well, Doc Ock, there was that gray area where he's a scientist and everything, but then he had the whole IA, or AI intelligence, the, the arms talking yeah, to him, which kind of yeah. drew away from the gray matter, where Sandman, literally, his, his motive is to fix his. his, yeah, to save his daughter. Right. Corporate America. Yeah. <laughs> Damn problem. it! What the hell is going uh, on? <laughs> I like too. They they kept his look like he looked like Sandman yeah. from the comics. Oh yeah, he had the shirt, the yeah. pants, like mm-hmm. yeah. And actually, he had he was one of the coolest uh, villain creations in a movie ever. You know the uh, particle accelerator. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I got yeah. that on here. You don't uh, you don't worry. You're pretty little head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a really cool scene. It had a lot of uh, a good score. The music for it, everything worked out <clears throat> for him. There uh, and Sam Raimi, obviously, he wanted uh, Sandman that backstory to set up to tie up the whole trilogy. He was really going after <clears throat> the uh, origin, the creation of Spider-Man. He just wanted to uh, s- settle down with his um, the character that he created, uh, the Uncle Ben's killer, and all this. The whole oh, thing. Just try I to one. Okay. S- throw aside, <laughs> you know, uh, just uh, blindside everyone, and uh, it just goes <clears throat> from there. Bad? Aunt May's boring-ass story. All her boring-ass stories. All her boring-ass stories. We swam out to the island. Every time I, I see that scene, I think <laughs> for some reason I picture the actor that's playing Uncle Ben. Like, I picture them, her and him, like, the age they are now, like, on the beach. <laughs> I picture sag- him in, like, a Speedo. And just, like, <laughs> and it's just, like man boobs yeah. and gut hanging out. <laughs> Come on, May, let's go swimming. And just like I remember, even the first time I seen that part, I just sitting there going like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" I noticed that she had a very nice tea set. <laughs> I was like, "You know what? No one has a nice tea set now." I guess I'll chalk that up to the good <laughs> nice tea set. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because as I'm doing this, like, and as I was writing this out, I was like, you know, so far it's it's, it's going pretty even. Then there's a certain point where other areas start to take off. I, I'm 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 gonna say probably about an hour and ten minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I that's where I pinpointed at. I was like, that's where it is. That's where everything starts to go. Uh, is good. It the jazz thing. No, no not yet. Oh. The good. The Spider-Man, New Goblin, Goblin Junior fight, whatever you want to call it. Oh, but that whole fight. And I, I actually, I X had, Games Goblin, X Games <laughs> Goblin, Goblin. And actually, like I was gonna, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I was like, that fight scene's really cool. Oh, that, actually, like, just under one bracket, all the fight scenes in this are actually really cool. 
and enjoyable. Mm, you got I this s- one. You got the fight scene, the first fight scene, which uh, Sandman mm-hmm. on the truck. You have the fight scene in the train station. Yep. Underground. A lot of really falling, awesome. A lot of falling fighting. Yeah. That was my downfall. Like, I was like, man, they're always falling and fighting. Like, um, every single fight. <laughs> the little hand-to-hand fight between Harry and Peter. Uh-huh. That was a good fight. Uh, other than the exchanging of one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. What led up to it. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. I but, protected uh, you in high school, and now I'm going to kick your ass. The ex- Oof, I'm scared. The actual... Uh, <laughs> When they did the test screenings for the movie, they actually added more action in it because there they was. said they said there wasn't enough action. Probably a good thing, then. Wow. So I think those, I, and I just lumped them all in kind of a, a sum. Like the the action scenes in it, uh, really make certain parts more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. They make they make getting through it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, because just just when you think that you you can't handle anymore, we, you do have a damn good fight scene to to watch, and I I was noticing that too. I would get to this point about you know about a half an hour, forty five minutes or so, and I'd be like, man, I don't know if I can make it, and then my fight scene would happen. I'd be like, all right, cool, yeah, that's a little bit of action. All right, that's that's good, and then I'd be fine. I'd, I'd level out, and then I'd be like. I don't know if I'm gonna make it again, and then boom, another fight scene yeah. happens. I'm like, oh, there we go. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would you're... I would definitely chalk that up to good. Is the fight scenes were definitely enjoyable. I mean, minus my little quotas, like the falling fighting is mm-hmm. just like in every fight scene. I'm just kind of like, well, you are know, we always falling? Is this a metaphor? <laughs> a lot of people hated the um, the goblin fight scene at the beginning with uh, in the between the buildings and stuff on the the. Uh, the, how did he not the, break the his bats, neck? Yeah, razor bats he threw, and I like those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, um, they overdid it. I did put in here like the CGI in that scene is a little like it's aged. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, still for what it is, like it's it's hard for me to look at CGI and go like that's bad and count it against a movie because stuff like that ages and times out. Yeah, but I had to put it on here just because the next one I put good. The uh, Sandman CGI formation scene, like you were talking about, that yeah. scene is really fucking good. Like, yeah. really, really good. Like how it starts off literally like on a gr- grains of of sand, and it just slowly pans out, and it's just really well done. Yeah, like him forming himself. Yeah, when afterwards? he first, okay. yeah, when he yeah. first lands in the thing, and. Forget oh, the, the impracticality of it all. Then him trying to form together. Okay. And he kind of falls apart. And like, so on, you're, talk, yeah. you're talking about when they start <laughs> up the machine. Yeah. And then we see him with his hand and the it goes down to the molecules of yeah. him. And the sand mixes in with his <laughs> molecules. And then he turns Well, yeah. And sand. then when, he, when he's reforming. Sand, when he's reforming. Right, and like okay. you see like the pebbles slowly start to move. Yeah. And like as it's panning out, it's, it's like it's like the wind is blowing. Yeah, the sand particles it, it, just start to form together. It is a really cool setup, but I think for me, it was more of the score that was. I was gonna say too, the score with it actually, and even I forget who scored it because I know Danny Elfman didn't come back. Yeah, no. Danny Elfman did the main title, and then the other one was. Uh, I, I damn it! I seen it in the opening titles too because I was wondering. And I can't but remember that, the guy's name now. That's a really good scene, and and. I mean, it, it could be up there as far as just if you were going to pick, like, great scenes from comic book movies, that scene could actually be up there. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't dispute it. 
I uh, my only beef with it was it was just so reminiscent of the Mummy. It is, and that that's the only kind of downfall. Is like, oh, okay, I see. Also, the uh, like the Liquid that Terminator. Was, yeah, that was my initial. Thought. I thought of Liquid Terminator. I was like, wow. I was like, all those were kind of a precursor to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my initial thought. Seeing this movie for the first time was like, okay, that'd be cool if like I didn't see that in the Mummy a few years back. I did think <laughs> the whole, I mean, I don't know how else they would have did it. Like the whole, I, I, the accident, the how it happened, I thought was kind of goofy. Oh, it was very like golden age uh, yeah. com- Marvel comics. Oh, it's probably a bird. Probably Let's a just bird. start it up anyways. Ah, maybe you should go check it out. I mean. We're scientists after <laughs> all. <laughs> Let's that just was, not throw caution to the wind here, guys. That's probably why people don't believe in science now. It's just like. Did you see that they 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 let that guy fall in there and they didn't even go check it. <laughs> in the particle accelerator. In a particle of accelerator. all things. Um, How did he get in there in the first? He hopped the fence. He hopped the fence. Yeah. <laughs> or like, was the fence like broken open? No, he hopped. He it. hopped it. They should put barbed wire on that. I wonder if there was. Did he put like a blanket maybe on top of it? I don't know. Did he that, have a blanket with him? That or maybe a just, binky maybe. He like lifted himself up with his huge arms. That's true. Tom's hand shirt's a pretty huge guy. He is. Bad Harry losing his memory because <laughs> he basically becomes fucking retarded. I was say, it's AKA Dopey Goblin. I know that face. Yeah. Hey. And like, that's when I really started liking uh, James Franco. To me, it felt like it was almost uh, Apple Express, James Franco. <laughs> well, it was like an excuse. It was like, oh man, we, we have too much in this movie. Let's kind of write him a little out. Let's just have him fucking lose his memory. And we just won't have to worry about it till like, the third act of the movie. That's the big argument that uh, a lot of people hate that uh, Spider-Man 2 left off with Harry being, uh, you know, a main threat. And they knew he was going to be the goblin, the next goblin. And he wasn't even really a goblin. He comes into this movie and quickly gets um, put on the back burner. He's no longer a threat during the time that... Peter gets the new alien costume and the formation of Sandman. Harry's off in La La Land and just, like, singing and making omelets and stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This next one here. Eating with Gobby. Bear with me here. Let me get through these these next two. Okay. Okay? Because I know there might be some outcry here, but just fucking bear with me. Okay. Good. Topher Grace. He did good. He he was funny. He acted well. And to me, when I watched it, I remember thinking, holy shit, he would have been a fucking way better Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, you're like, yeah, he could have been a good Spider-Man. He's more witty. Yeah, he has more witty. He has that more he, of that attitude towards him, like about him than... I believe uh, he auditioned. He did. He did, yeah. Um, I think they have their his audition tape somewhere, like on the special features. Probably. Wow. Um, you know, and I have so I, I was like, you know, what? I have to put that in the good because once again, I can't fault an actor for playing a part for how they were supposed to. With that being said, in my bad column, I have Topher Grace <laughs> because Topher Grace is not Venom. Yeah, that is, is not the, that is not my Eddie Brock. I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to do a weird hybrid of like you know original 
Spider-Man Three is a bad <laughs> original Venom movie, as opposed to in, in Ultimate Venom. Venom is a, a tragic failure in this movie. Like, yeah, I just I think he was a wasted potential. Exactly. I agree completely. <laughs> uh, I think they really wanted to mirror uh, Sam Raimi. I, I think he liked the idea of a mirror Spider-Man. He did a very. Uh, Twisted, fractured, and uh, distorted-looking. That's why he went for a more literal, like mirrored version of Peter Parker. (laughs) Like, very literal. Um, And in here on my notes, I do have a note made here. Um, They make mention in the movie that Eddie Brock has been with the Daily Bugle for like a week, yeah, a couple weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. And what is it? Don't they make mention of him in Spider-Man One? Yeah. They're like, Brock's yeah. been Brock's on it for... Been on it for weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, That's the kind of little details yeah. that matter. <laughs> I I definitely agree with you where Topher Grace, like, he's he's an amazing actor. He's really good. I enjoyed him in, like, all, I think everything. Like, even that movie Predator. <laughs> Predator yeah. yeah. or whatever yeah, it is. He was good in that movie. I, I, like I enjoyed him in that. And um, But he's not Eddie Brock. No. <laughs> like, he's not. I'm sorry. Either way... You look at it, it, that Brock is, what sucks is, like, Brock, he is a strong arm. Like, the guy, like, the, the, will revert into the animated series. When when you see him working out, him working out, bench yeah. pressing in his little apartment and stuff like that. Brock like, booty like, shorts. Brock, yeah, Brock <laughs> is like a meathead, you know? Yeah, yeah in a sense. He's, uh, he's very insecure, and he pumps iron. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's got a lot of problems in his life, and uh, he really hates Peter Parker, and he hates Spider-Man. Um, it's just too perfect for him to be. One big thing, I don't know if we're going to go over this, is like a, a huge thing with me is comics, animated series, any which way you look at it, when Brock bonds with the symbiote, he always refers to himself as we. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I have, you got, I have that out you here. Got it out there? <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to ignore that. I tried to. I, I deliberated. I, yeah. I was like, maybe. No, nope, can't. Um, good. J.K. Simmons. Of course. Oh, I just I had to throw course. that in there. I was like, he's just fucking brilliant. And yeah. uh, uh, bad. I do not like the whole alternate uh, Uncle Ben murder story now. Like. Oh, oh, Sandman yeah, did it. it he, Sandman. he just kind of did it because someone tapped him on the shoulder. He was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I just killed a guy. That was really funny uh, to bring it up is when 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 you first when they first call Parker and they say, oh, we have another suspect for your uncle's murder. I was thinking to myself, I go, why did they do this? Like, why was it really absolutely needed? Like, I get it, it's to fuel the fire for the later battle yeah. where he takes him out. But it was a plot device, but it was a yeah. poorly executed, was, yeah. poorly chosen, poorly done plot device. Like, why why wouldn't he just, like, threaten Mary Jane in the fight or something like that? I feel like that would just push Parker over the same amount. She always like, gets threatened, though. Yeah. Was... I don't... Well, I, with the black symbiote costume, like, I feel like that would... Get show, their point across. Yeah, I feel like it would show more of a transformation between the two. Yeah. Where fucking regular Parker killed the, the killer before. And that was like... <laughs> yeah, you're right. They, It was kind of a problem I had, like, but it's after, you know, 
But it's not even after he gets the black simi. It's before. Like, he has this, like, crazed look of vengeance. And I'm like, wait. Yeah. He was supposed to have learned from that. Right. And we're back at it again where he has, like, oh, man, I'm going to fucking take this guy down. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I have a good fight scenes on here. Um, initially, too, like, there's that first fight with, like, the black costume on. Uh-huh. How, you know... It's a good segue where he just kind of, he doesn't let up. And I, I remember very, very clearly, I remember when we were watching it at theater. Wait, for, you're, you're saying you remember exactly the moment in time. Yes, right. I remember. You guys were just laughing at me. Well, no, I don't know why <laughs> this is such a stupid thing to remember. But the part where he like unloads the uh, pipe and the water hits Sandman. Uh-huh. And he like deteriorates and flies away and he gets that close up. And he's just like, good riddance. good riddance. I remember you were sitting next to me, Tony. I remember you going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I re- for some reason, I don't know why. That's very, very clear in my brain. That That's one point uh, saying how excited I was about this. Um, yeah, Spider-Man tried to kill Sandman and Harry in this movie. Yeah, yeah he know? did. Yeah. And uh, no... Uh, <laughs> Little Gobby gonna cry. <laughs> Goblin Junior, that's what he calls him. Goblin Junior. I think I'm just gonna save all the unforgivables for like one foul, one foul swoop. Yeah, bad, Mr. Burner. Mr. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Harry's bad. Butler. Butler. You think that's bad? I think he's terrible. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> Every time he opens his mouth in Spider-Man <laughs> Two, I'm just like, where the fuck did they get this guy? Your father only did they over his work. Harry, did they just open the door of the studio and go, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" <laughs> I'm waiting a long time. I clean, and the whole too, the whole thing of where he's like, "I cleaned your father's wounds." I li- literally, like, I think I'm actually acting better than him right now. I cleaned your father's wounds. They were by his own blade. Would that information not have been helpful? Like, did you watch the outtakes of him? Mo- no, getting that line wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Your father was killed by his own trailer." <laughs> no, your father was killed by his own glitter. <laughs> it was so bad. I am a hundred percent convinced that it's someone's that it's someone's grandfather. Yeah, this is actually, that they had um, to bring with them to work because they can't actually, leave him uh, at home. <laughs> He's uh, Bill Paxton's father. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. Game over, just... man. Game over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how he... Uh... I didn't think Mr. Burner was going to get like such a like <laughs> yeah. spotlight on the show. Like, Not just a, a talking <laughs> point, but he changes the course of the character, you know, in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because, like, the only reason I like him is because, like, he adds a little something to this horrible movie that I can laugh at. Yeah, I know. There's like, a lot of that you can laugh at in this movie. <laughs> like, Werner, do I have any girlfriends? Not that I know of, sir. <laughs> like, who is this I guy? Actually, you know what? I probably should have put that in Unforgivable <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Werner? Yeah. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Ah. Oh, I liked him. I'll see you in hell, Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. I'll see you in hell, Osborne. <laughs> Like your father. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a Chernobyl of a podcast. Oh, there's no 
national disasters coming up in this damn thing. <laughs> Let's talk about something good. Uh, good? New Goblin regains his memory. By drinking booze, I might add. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah, quite right. the reverse of how right. things yeah. work. He, he takes a swig of the booze, and all of a sudden, he gets his memory back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't say how it happens. I'm just glad he got it back because we were. It was finally following up, get more follow up from what we had from Spider Man Two. Yeah, there I want to know a what moment. booze he's drinking. He said something like, uh, "No, Norman comes back." Yeah, he, he sees, sees him in the mirror. He sees him in the mirror. You took your eye off the ball. <laughs> It's like he's in the room. There's a Willem Dafoe under the table. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he comes. Yeah, he takes the swig and then like he starts. He starts looking at the mirror because I think he, he, he hears him call out. You know, Harry. Yeah, he was drinking in uh, Spider-Man Two. Also. Yeah. Oh, maybe when... that's it. It jogged his memory. <laughs> it was the taste of the booze. Yeah. It jogged his memory. There it is. Connection. <laughs> oh wow. Podcast filling up plot holes. <laughs> We're breaking down walls. Um, bad. All the goddamn drama in this movie between Peter uh, and Mary is like so insufferable. Yeah. I was like, I did not fucking sign up for this. And here's my problem. <laughs> oh God. Listen. Oh God. We've all been in that situation where you're with a friend and his girlfriend, or vice versa. You're with a friend and her boyfriend, yeah. or whatever, what have you, and they get in a fight. And they start arguing about something, and you're just sitting there like, yep, this is awkward. That's what it's like. It's fucking awkward. It's unsettling. I want to do anything but watch two people fucking have a fight like that. It was really weird because uh, Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane, was actually, like, the most sane person in this movie. She was, actually, like... It's bad, like, you kind of understand, like, why, and you're like, wow, Spider-Man's, like, kind of a fucking asshole. Like, he's being a real dick, and that's not very Spider-Man-like. Like, even before, like, once again, this is before he even has the black costume, so there's no fucking excuse for it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's kind of not very Spider-Man-like. He's he's on a very high horse in this movie, and like you said, it's it's not Spider-Man-like. No. Not even at the pinnacle of, like, when Spider-Man is, like, Embraced by New York and uh, you know is loved by everybody. Yeah, has his head been ever that full? Uh huh. Um, that was even before the alien costume. But you know, uh, let's follow that up with something good. <laughs> I like what you're doing here. Me too. <laughs> so I kind of help doctors deliver bad news. Yeah. <laughs> you don't a- have a kidney stone, but you have cancer. <laughs> oh, at least I don't get the kidney stone. There's that. <laughs> Um, that going for me? Good. When the whole confrontation between Peter and Brock at the Bugle, where he gets the job and everyone's celebrating him, and he gets a little fucking unleashed. That's the Peter Parker I wanted to see right. with the symbiote. Right. That's what you expect to see when he slams him against that. He's like, you want forgiveness? Get religion. I was like, <laughs> yeah! But then there was the really bad uh, lead into that, where he sees the Daily Bugle, and they I'm going to throw way. some dirt in your eyes. Yeah, yeah I'm like, what? <laughs> Somebody just walking by, like, I think that guy's fucking talking to him, <laughs> the paper or something. Like, I was expecting to, like, like pull a little switchblade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, not yet. Um, 
Not there But like yet. just that, like how he like that whole handling of that scene, like because you're like, oh, this he's there's definitely something wrong with him. Um, thought that was actually you know the one few times that black suited Spider Man was actually handled well. Yeah. In the entire movie, and wasn't a I think fucking joke. Two two instances. No, yeah. Uh, well, there's. I'll when, go with two and a half. There, because there's when he he tells the guy, you know, if you'll you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give it a solid three times then, because like there's that, there's the Sandman fight, mm-hmm. there is the part in the bugle, and then there's the part after the dancing where the bouncer tries to throw oh, him yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he ends up hitting Mary Jane. Oh. That, don't get me started on that. Yeah, that 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 was like okay. I could that's black suit Spider Man. I could see him doing some shit like that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to read my writing. It's like chicken scratch. Uh, this is another one that I have in good and bad column. Venom. The overall presentation of how he looked mm-hmm. was actually not bad. The weird screeching thing was a little off, but. Yeah. Once again, though, it's hard for me to get fully behind it, just how they just completely fucking fumbled the character, and he was just such a fucking throwaway uh-huh. yeah. in the end of it. Like, y- you could literally have fucking put anybody in that spot, and it, it was, wouldn't have fucking mattered. Yeah. Before and, this movie, I never thought of Venom's costume looking any different, you know? From uh, what we're used to? Well, yeah, like in the comics, the uh, just the black and white, the white uh, spider emblem on his uh, chest going around. Yeah. Uh, but in the movie, I really liked the uh, <clears throat> how it has some of the callback to the Spider Man's costume. Yeah, Spider Man's costume, the eyes, uh, the distorted webbing is you know mm-hmm. just all over. You know, just fuck. I I completely forgot um, another good thing. Uh, the fucking church scene. Oh yeah, with the bell. Like where, where yeah, when Brock yeah. goes in and he's, yeah. he's praying, he's begging, you know, to kill Peter Parker, and then it was that was like right from the comics. That was done great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Could once again could be up there probably with like, um, you know, the Sandman scene is just far me like a very memorable, mm-hmm. and they pro- those scenes probably would be like memorable iconic scenes if the movie was better. Yeah, there's two or three really good moments in that movie, and it just tells you that uh, this could have been a, one of those really good <clears throat> superhero trilogies. You know, it could have been up there with the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, it just, it's <laughs> really painful that it didn't get that uh, and keep approval. It, what's, what's funny to think about, now think about this. So this movie came out in 2007. So a year later, we got Dark Knight and Iron Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even like. They didn't even connect. Yeah. Like, we were that close. Yep. Really weird to think about. Um, mm-hmm. Bad. Uh, the the weird news narration during the final fight scene. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. What was the need for that? Like, I don't even, I don't even understand it. Like, <sighs> I, it just, I, it happens every time. Like, I, I totally forget about it. I don't know if I block it out because it's bad. But then it gets to that part, and it's like shaky cam and like zooming in and everything like it that. It feels so like, unnecessary. Like, yeah, like, know, just, it just makes it less enjoyable, right? That's and th- that's what probably makes that fight scene, even though it's the big climactic battle, probably the weakest fight scene in the entire movie. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. But there's the Jameson interaction with the little kid. That's true. Which that's I think that's <laughs> Sam Raimi's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and we'll follow that up with another bad since I kind of did two goods in a row. Uh, Harvey Sc- or Harvey, who's Harvey? <laughs> Harvey Two Face. Harvey Two Face. Well, kind of. <laughs> Harry Scar. Uh, that like oh, yeah. that that makes no fucking sense. That, like, like like super healed in like less than twenty four yeah. hours. Yeah. Oh my! And didn't leave. And he still has all the hair intact. Uh-huh. And and that could I guess that could be considered kind of nitpicky. But it's one of those things once again where like it just fucking takes me out of the movie where I'm just like, I don't know what that is does or how have, that happens. Does he have super healing powers? Maybe from the goblin. From the goblin yeah, juices. The, the goblin performance fog? enhancer. You know, in the um, the universe, I think this is all tied around uh, the Captain America formula, the Goblin. Uh, is it? I think. I, I think thought it so. was only the Hulk formula that was tied tied to the Super Soldier one. The super Soldier serum. Uh, gosh, even the Sentry I guess it, has a. Uh, um, I guess that would make sense though if you look at the way Marvel's always been written. Yeah, like yeah, everything is since connected. It's such a clo- uh, you know, tied together universe. Um, it's all in the family. Also, another thing that kind of bogs down that final battle for me is the buddy buddy dialogue back and forth with Harry and Peter, and and Peter's <laughs> crying too. Whoa, we'll get to that. Oh. But like the whole like them going back and forth, like it's so like uh, stereotypical. Where he's like, "I need some help. I'm kind of busy, buddy." The uh, the buddy buddy cop. Version. Yeah, like I'm just like really. This seems just so cheesy. They, and they threw lethal weapon in the middle yeah, of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of what it is. Um, it should have been handled a lot better. Um, I did like them working together at the end to take yeah. on Sandman and Venom, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. And I really liked. Uh, I really wanted to see this movie version of Peter and Harry. Uh, do that, you know, right? Just team up and uh, take out the villains. And but uh, yeah, the buddy cop thing. In all fairness, I do have Harry's death under the good column because I feel like it was handled really well, and it, it actually did kind of make make me feel a little something right here. Yeah, because you realize you're watching it, you're like, oh wow, I've been watching these three characters since they were in high school mm-hmm. together. They're going through all this shit, and now one of them's gone. Right. That's kind of fucking. That hurts. Just a little, just a little bit. Yeah, I, I do. Man three ended on a sour note. I do remember being a little bit moved by Harry's death. Yeah, it was handled really well. Like the the once again the score and the <laughs> um, cinematography of them sitting there while the sun's rising. Uh-huh. And you're just like, and everything's had to calm down. You get that, you know, you do get that sense. Like, wow, these guys have fucking been through some shit and done some <laughs> terrible fucking things to each other. Yeah. Um. Bonus, good. Flash Thompson was at Harry's funeral. Oh yeah, that well, like the same Flash Thompson. Yeah. Yep, you see yeah. him. I do. I do remember seeing him, but I can't. Like I'm having trouble recalling right now. It's <laughs> one of those little details that you just kind of, you know, doesn't make or break a thing, but it, uh-huh. it's appreciated. And that's all I have for good and bad. Now I oh no. have the unforgivable shit. All right, uh, number one, Tobey Maguire's face. <laughs> Ever. Like <laughs> fucking on. his facial expressions are just so goddamn cartoonish <laughs> and just weird where you're just like, how is that possible for an individual to look like that? Like the crying faces. And this could you could chalk this all the way back to Spider-Man 2 where he's running across the fucking roof and looks like fucking Crispin Glover. 
It's he's so, like, it's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> he might have a fake face. I'm just hypothesizing here. Remember his face when Mr. Aziz rips the sticker off his helmet in the shop when he fires him? No. He's like, you're fired. He's like, give me a chance. And he just looks at him and, and he just sits there like. <laughs> just stone, just the Tobey <laughs> Maguire stoned face. Yeah, the stone look. I mean, um, if it's any, if it's any like uh, example, like even in The Great Gatsby, it's the same way. It's just Toby McGuire. Really? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just Toby McGuire, man. Like he I never got around to seeing, you know, anything else he did. He's, uh, he's the, like the Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Of like male actors, mm. it's horrible. <laughs> it's I think legitimately horrible. Yeah, this wasn't a um, good way to go out for Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Unforgivable as well. Gwen Stacy, what the fuck? What a waste. And talk about doing a character wrong. Yeah. They made her like a bubbly, like. Your average ditzy blonde. Yeah. She was and that's, in the movie for no reason. Side note the girl that played Gwen is also in Jurassic World as the uh, redhead. Yeah. She, she's naturally a redhead. She's a natural redhead. She's a natural redhead. Howard. She's yeah. a natural redhead, and then Kirsten Dunst is a Kirsten natural Dunst blonde. So I never blonde. noticed that was her, though. Uh, I always wanted uh, Bryce Dallas Howard to be Mary Jane in this movie, but uh, it never happened. And then they got her as Gwen State. It, man, it was such a clusterfuck. Like that, and that whole fucking like crane scene. Uh, like I still don't understand what the fuck the crane was doing up there. Well, I think there's a thing with, in New York, or was a thing. I don't know if it's a thing anymore. But like in Golden Age Spider Man, there's a lot of cranes on top of New York. But why? Construction of buildings? <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. <laughs> Do I look like an architect? I don't fucking know why they're. I want to know why. Oh, Google it. <laughs> um, they need cranes to build buildings. And like, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, was there ever a point in the comics where Gwen Stacy was a model? No, I think I, I almost feel like they were trying to right the wrongs they did with Mary Jane. Because Mary Jane was always yeah. model oriented, never stage actor, and they were just they kind of took it in this direction of like, oh, Mary Jane wants to act on stage, and it's like, what? Why? Like, Their Mary roles Jane were was always yeah. Uh, Gwen Stacy was the um, the girl next door, the very wholesome, uh-huh. uh, you know, girl that um, he should have been uh, been with. Mary Jane was the. Uh, Almost the rebelish. Yeah, the um, the girl you never thought you would be. And they kind of did that in Ultimate Spider-Man, where they made Gwen Stacy like this like the rebel, punk yeah. girl yeah. and like the threat carrying around a switchblade and mm-hmm. you know that just it's not my Gwen. It's it's another reason I hate Ultimate Spider-Man. There's a lot of reasons to hate Ultimate. There's Spider-Man. a lot of them. Um, unforgivable. Uh, the the whole Spider-Man scene where he he quit he kisses Gwen. At the parade, yeah. what was he? What was he even thinking? Like, as a male perspective, if I was a superhero, why the fuck would you do that? Knowing your fucking girl is right across the way watching you do this. To me, it was just one of those things again, where it's like this is so fucking out of character. Yeah, like I don't think that he would ever do that. Yeah, and no. it makes you not sympathize with the character that much. You're like, yeah, well, yeah, you were kind of a fucking dick, dude. You're a fucking prick. Yeah, I would have punched him. Um, 
All right. Hope Pete's getting a picture of this. Let's let's all those one liners, man. They're just terrible. Stare into it. Let's just oh, go right into oh, it. Oh, don't look it in the eye. Uh, no. The after the scene where he first beats Sandman, and he's walking. He has the black costume on. And he gets himself in the mirror, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he messes up his hair. It's like, ah, oh, uh. an hour and ten minutes. That's what happens. The emo that look. indicates the downfall of the rest of the movie. That, like, that's such a precedent. Like, I, it's so pointless. Like, do you have to? Once again, it's one of those things. Like, do you have to be so literal? Yeah. Like, does he have to like have like mess? Like, it's not even messy hair. It's just like I'm just gonna comb my hair down. Yeah. It's 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 emo Spider-Man. It's like the joke always said when it came out. It's, Spider-Man goes like badass emo. Um, it's fucking dumb. And following that up with, as we said it earlier, cooking with the goblin. Cooking with Gobby. Holy shit! I, I feel like that was a that was like a call out though. To I was watching it. I'm like, do you? F- I feel like this might be a call out to uh, what was that movie? The Big Chill. With the infamous. Uh, Kitchen scene where they're all dancing and uh, singing. Maybe the big I, chill. What is it? It's a I don't know. It's a classic movie with like m- people. <laughs> I've never truly. I've oh, never, that one. <laughs> I've never actually seen the movie The Big Chill, but I know of this scene because it's it's like a it's iconic in a sense of the matter. Kind of like uh, the ending of Breakfast Club when he raises his yeah. fist. It's like one of those kind of things. But I've never actually seen it. It was one of the. It, it's it's laughable for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of those things where you're like, "Ha, they're having fun. Look at them." It's one of those things like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Wait, yeah, I remember. I remember that through that whole thing. I was just like, "What the hell's happening? What is this?" This didn't need yeah. to be here at all. No, this just it, didn't. it kills the momentum. Yeah, the momentum. There's, there's a lot of shit that kills the momentum in this momentum. Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really random Fresh Prince reference, by the way. Oh, I caught it now. <laughs> Gonna get some momentum. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, that, that whole it, it does make me want an omelet, though. I will say that. Oh, I know. I made one. Last Were night. you listening to Chubby Checker and yeah, the twist? Wow. I I, I seen him <laughs> cooking. I seen him cooking the omelet, and I was like, I want an omelet. And I cook myself an omelet. Isn't that great to be an adult? Yeah. You're like, I want this. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> it's there. I, I made that shit happen. It was me. Um, Thank you, Cooking with Goblin. Bad. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Unforgivable. Thought, what? Okay. Oh, go. You got more uh, to no, say? No, 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 no. I, I was like, I was confused. You said bad. I mean, oh, yeah. Unforgivable. That, that whole fucking breakup scene. It makes no fucking sense. His, oh, yeah. That whole plan of like... I'm going to. She okay. The plan. Here's the thing. The plan with me, it was all right. It was Toby McGuire's face during the whole thing. Well, <laughs> and here's the here's where my issues start with it. Is okay. So the whole thing is Harry tells Mary Jane that he will kill Peter Parker if she doesn't break up with him. Okay, that would be fine if she didn't know that he's already fucking Spider Man. <laughs> But does why wouldn't you just go to him and be like, "Hey, Harry said he's gonna kill you if I don't break up with you. You want to go do your Spider-Man thing now?" <laughs> um, 
Does Harry know that Mary Jane knows that he's Spider-Man? It doesn't matter. I it could matter. Well, it doesn't matter if he's telling her, but once she has that news, she could go tell. It doesn't matter. Okay, that, okay yeah, that's oh yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I just and I thought that like even from like the earliest viewings of that movie, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, why doesn't she just go be like, hey, you fucking kick this guy's ass because yeah, he's doing this shit. Unless she just doesn't believe he can beat him, which is just another terrible thing to think about. Yeah. Like, all right, well, Harry said that he would kill you, so I might as well do this because I know you're a punk-ass bitch and you'll probably die doing this. Yep, I'm going to have to follow this plan. That's the only rational thinking I can remotely think of right now. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling. It really is. And, like, once again, you could say that seems a little nitpicky, but I feel like it's not because I'm like, no, oh, that's, that's kind of a big point to make. Yeah. It kind of – nitpicking it's, is it's like – It's a damn good point to make. Nitpicking is sure. like, oh, he was wearing a shoe on his left foot. That was this color, and now it's this color. <laughs> That's like nitpicking. This is like something that fucking unravels one of your key fucking plot points. Yeah. Yeah. Very No, you, it's a damn good point. It's a damn. And I don't think I've ever even acknowledged it. And I, I, I do blame the factor that this movie was terrible. <laughs> but yes, the fucking the uh, the the crying during the breakup scene. Oh, what, so, what you, so what you, do you know what this is? Do you know what this is? I was gonna. <laughs> There's somebody else. <laughs> God damn it! The whole sequence is just terrible. So bad. It's like being repeatedly kicked in the nuts over and over and over again. And that's followed up with the diner scene. Good God! The where pie. there's <laughs> it's the so pie. good. The pie, man. How's the pie? So good. Like I sometimes get the feeling that James Franco like really didn't give a shit. I think so too, man. Like that. Well, I mean, think about his career. Like right after that, it kind of blasts off with Judd Apatow and everything with all that shit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like you know what? This is the final hurrah. I know I'm gonna die. <laughs> Might as well just who fuck gives it. a shit? Fuck it. Um, and then you know we we also have like just the whole fucking. Uh, Emo Peter mm. fucking montage. Everything. Walking down the street. The hair flips. The the cookie eating. Oh, God. God. You got any milk? And it was at that point where they were where I was like, oh, they just made Black Suited Spider-Man a fucking joke. Oh. Like, uh. It's just so. It's so unforgivable in my book. That's why I have it in the unforgivable column. <laughs> <laughs> it's just repeatedly just, just, all right, why? And, why would you even remotely think this was a good idea? And then to top it off, like we've, we've complimented the score the entire, and then they have this like Spider-Man jazz theme playing during the mm. whole thing. Like, bang, 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 bang. And you're like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, like, serious... And I think that's a huge thing. Stuff like that... It's like glass shattering. Well, and it, it, it fucks with your tone. Yeah. Of your movie. Like, if you want to have it be dark, 
have it be dark. If you want to have it be goofy, be goofy. Right. Don't do both. When you try to mix them, you're sending mixed signals and your audience doesn't fucking know what to think. Yeah, it's actually, I think that's like a study in like movie school. Yeah, I think I just <laughs> learned myself something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> film 101. Yeah, and seriously. I just kind of fucking blew my own mind. I was like, where did I hear that? I had to have heard it somewhere. There's no fucking way I came up with that on my own. <laughs> just throwing that out there. But yeah, mixing their tones. They, they don't. This movie doesn't fucking know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a drama. It doesn't know if it wants to be... A, you know, suspense. It doesn't know if it wants to be a fucking goofy comedy or a superhero movie. It's right. just, and it just, you can't take anything that happens seriously. And once you get to the point, too, we follow that up with, and I actually, it, literally, it's written on here as this. Now dig on this. <sighs> now we have a dance number in a fucking Spider-Man movie because we needed that. I remember this happening, and we were in the theater, and I didn't even want to watch. I just sat with my hand on my brow. It was like secondhand embarrassment. It was like Jesus fucking Christ! What the hell's happening right now? What is what is going on? This I'm, was yeah. I wanted to forget this movie real bad, and uh, the next day I had to go see it with my family. Oh, and oh god, this is bringing back a lot of <clears throat> pain. <laughs> It's like mom oh, flashbacks. Shame. This is yeah, like this is like when Michael Jordan retired for sports people. Um, it was just a sad day. Barry Sanders. And right. Once again, this this brings back the whole thing of mixing tones. So we just had a jazzy, fun dance number. You're giving me shivers right now because we're talking about this. Like, and then he bitch smacks Mary Jane. Bitch smacks her. Well, let me remind you. He has spider powers with spider strength. How did he not r- like really knock her fuck, head off? Yeah, really fuck her up. She didn't get yeah. a black eye or nothing. And also, why didn't he break that fucking doorman's arm? He could have easily broke that doorman's arm. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, because we were trying to stay under PG thirteen, right? But he could hit his girlfriend. He could have ripped his arm. I know. Off. Whoa, that's how fucked up. If you really think about it, yeah. Can't break an arm, but you can hit a woman. I mean, granted, they didn't show it. Right. Yeah. I mean, but still, like, I remember, like, and, like, I was even sitting there when I was watching it yesterday. I was like, when that happened, I was like, that's, that's a little much. Did that really have to happen? That, did he, like, you're like, I mean, I, I understand why it happened. It kind of pulls him back out, like, uh-huh. oh, where he's like, oh, shit. And, but, then, and then for the eighth time in the movie, he rubs his chest. Yeah. He has some Vicks vapor rub yeah, on there. Oh yeah, no kidding, right? Putting his hand on his little spider. No, yeah, like, oh, yeah. God, I got a bad cough. It's one of those <laughs> moments too where I'm uh, congestion up the wazoo. I'm like, man, why didn't he go like explain to her like what was happening? I guess it does sound kind of goofy. Like, listen, I don't know. I had this black costume. It was just making me feel and do these terrible things. It made me feel so strong. And for once in my life, I feel like you know, I felt like a real man. And so I kept wearing it, and then things happen, and then I hit you, and I feel real bad about it. But then on the other hand, I'm still wearing the suit, so I feel real good that I'm powerful, and I hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he takes a sample to uh, Dr. Connors. The biggest fucking tease in the whole Spider-Man franchise. Yeah, and he's like, here, I, I found this alien goop, and uh, I wanted you to Check it out. It. Yeah. 
Um, you don't have to call the FBI or anything. Just <laughs> take it in. And yes, Tony, I have it here. Unforgivable. Venom did not refer to himself as we. As we. And yeah. there was a fucking prime opportunity. I know. There was a mini prime opportunity. Well, the one that stands out the most to me is when he has Spider-Man strung up. And yeah. Spider-Man's telling him, like, you know, I know what you're feeling. I know what, you know, the power, but, you know, you got to get rid of it. You know, and he says, you know, I like it. I like being angry. And it's like, that was a fucking we. That's all I can just take out the word I and put we. Right. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point right there. It's just, I don't know. It's fine. No tongue, too. No venom tongue. Interesting enough, um, side note, I shared it on our Facebook page. Todd McFarlane did a live drawing yeah. on Facebook Live, and he was drawing Venom. Uh-huh. And he said how he doesn't like uh, Venom with the long tongue. Really? He said it makes him it makes him think too much of a dog. I watched that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. It was I'm funny because he's drawing it, and he's, like, making these noises. He's, like, when he's doing, like, some, like, lines, he's, like, do a little line. He's, like, it's just yeah. he's very animated. It's really funny. <laughs> he's a weird guy. Um, is that is that the end of your unforget? Uh, also unforgivable. Oh. Uh, Venom's defeat and inevitable oh, death. Yeah, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> like, terrible. The huge thing they always say is like there was a thought of like oh we wanted to split this movie into two. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could I could forgive if they just blew up the symbiote. Right. That's fine. But. You have to put that little nudge in there where he jumps into it and yeah. you just see him just get eviscerated. And you're like, well, I guess he's not coming back. Like, you didn't have to do that. You could have kept Brock alive. What's the right. I mean, harm there, in that? There's a period in the comic books where Brock goes without the symbiote. and He's, he's just, just like, recently got the Venom symbiote oh, even yeah. back. I totally want to read that shit. Yeah. I want to see what happens. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was just... Because we didn't get enough Venom. Yeah. There just wasn't enough. There was parts where you're like, okay, I kind of like what I'm seeing. I'm like, and then uh, we're just going to kill him. Like, then why fucking put him in the movie for fucking 15 minutes then? Uh, is there is there a count of how long he's in the movie? Is, can, we get a, maybe. can we get a time count? I think there's a time count of how long uh, Peter has his uh, Spider-Man mask on. It's only like six minutes or something. In oh, the shit. entire movie. Yeah. Including CGI or not including CGI? So I, I found out how how much screen time Venom has. Do you guys want to take bets first? I'm going to go with six minutes. Um, I'm going to go with three minutes. So uh, keep in mind, the video I found is counting just scenes with the symbiote on Eddie Brock. Okay. You were way off. Oh, my God. Mikey was closer but was still off. Two minutes... 41 seconds. Holy shit. Wow. That is it. Huh. Under three minutes of screen time Venom got. Yep. That blows my fucking mind. Well, yeah. Boom. Goes the dynamite. <laughs> I don't even know what to follow this up with because, like, that's really upsetting to actually it is put to a th- number. Yeah, to put a number yeah. on it and think about it and to think about that, like, like, he was, like, an intricate part of the marketing. Which, I mean, is nothing new for movies to do. But still, I mean, you think of, like, The Dark Knight, like, Two-Face wasn't in it for super long. But it still felt like it was more impactful. Yeah. And not as much of a... I don't know. I don't know. Two minutes. I didn't even realize it was that long. 
I would have guessed like around your like I would have guessed like five six minutes. Yeah, not even. Not not even three minutes. There are punk songs that are longer than that. <laughs> there are there are songs by the Dead Kennedys that last longer than that. That is insane. Um. So I, I hope uh, I hope this helped you all a little bit. Any any what are your final thoughts on this? Uh, you forgot something in the good column. What's that? Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. Bruce Campbell's appearances also, in these films are just amazing. I also forgot another thing that I thought about when I was uh that I think I was, it was the only reason I missed it is because I was writing other stuff down. Uh-huh. Uh the, the whole scene too where he wakes up in the black costume. Oh. Like hanging upside down from the building. Like down. that's like right from you know the animated series like right yeah. there yeah. and all that. Uh, <laughs> There's so that, a lot of draw from the animated series for this one. Uh-huh. There's handling Venom. Um I hope this didn't feel like too much of a, a biased opinion piece. No. No, I don't think so. I think, I, mean, I think everyone agrees that Spider-Man 3 is easily forgettable. Here's a question I pose to you two, my fellow cohorts. What, in the grand scheme of things, what do you find more disappointing? Spider-Man 3 or X3? In the grand scheme of things... And removing ourselves from an emotional yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it might be a little bit biased just because we did just talk about Spider-Man 3, but try not to let that sway your opinion. Yeah. I would say in the grand scheme of things, X3 was still... In yeah. Mikey? Yeah, I think that one was probably... <laughs> I've always thought the other way. Like, even before I, I sat down to this, I've always thought Spider-Man 3 was more disappointing for the simple fact that it still had the same creative force behind it. Well, yeah, to tell you the that truth, it, both of these it, movies, it's hard to just say which... Yeah, I'm, I can't really... See, the way I was looking at it was that the X-Men timeline's still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the X-3 is like... a the pivotal point where they fuck up a lot of things yeah, to fuck up movies that are in the same timeline as X three. So it's just like, okay. And then I look at it. I looked at it as a thing of like, um, X three. Once you look at it, had a lot going against it. And the fact that it even got made is still astounding. Yeah. This movie, it didn't have, aside from studio push and pull and all that with the director and all that, when you when you look at it like on paper, it didn't have any reason why it should have been this bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still had the same creative force behind it. Right. You still had all the same original actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. I, yeah, you make a good point there, too. Is there, there was no red flag, well, at least... Well, there was a couple of red flags. We got where Danny Elfman left. Yeah, uh, and that Sam Raimi. But nothing to stuff. like, nothing to the to the extent of they're fucking writing the movie while they're filming it. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, there was no indicated red flag per se that it was going to be bad. So it was kind of like one of those things that were just it was like the ultimate shocker. <laughs> shocker. <laughs> and and this, I mean. Um, you know, there hasn't been a commercially six. Well, I shouldn't say commercially, but well received 
Spider-Man movie since this. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's a, just a bad taste in people's mouths? Because um, I know I know we didn't hate the Amazing Spider-Man. I you know I didn't hate it at all. I think it, those movies get um, far more hate than they deserve. But you know the at least X Men has kind of had you know some good things happen since X Three. Yeah. Uh, Days of Future Past was well, not Days of Future Past, but First Class was yeah. like beloved. Yeah. And yeah. even even though I don't understand it, a lot of people really love Days of Future Past. I, st- I still, to this day, I don't think it's a terrible movie, but I still don't understand. I still don't like it. The, yeah, the love I'm for it that it got. About it. But, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. That's the beauty about this country. We all have opinions. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, son of a bitch. Do we want to do we want to give this movie a rating or or should we not even waste our time? I don't think we should waste our time. I don't time. think we should waste any more time on this <laughs> Spider-Man. Well this said. This goes back on the shelf and collects dust until we decide to do something else with it. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't catch me watching it again. Not until I forget about it and then I rewatch it. Not to until you myself. you wash it from the crevices yeah. of your brain. It usually happens. I go, "Hey, well, Maybe this isn't so bad five years down the road. I'll be 35. I'll be like, oh, let's, let's give it another try. And nope. Sure, nope. Hour 10 minutes in. <laughs> Hour 10 <laughs> minutes in. There it is. Oh, nope. I remember now. Um, let us know what you think of Spider-Man 3. Let us know if you liked this interesting new way of reviewing movies, the, the good, bad, and unforgivable aspect of it. it it'll probably only work with really bad movies. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Um. But uh, maybe maybe since uh, this dis- this does mark the ten year anniversary of Spider Man three, yeah, maybe you know we could do another one for Ghost Rider. Oh my god, I haven't watched Ghost Rider in a long. Or Fantastic time. Four two Rise of the Silver Surfer. See, I didn't hate oh, that man. one. Yeah, I like I like the original. It's a nice little guilty Force. pleasure. <laughs> it's better than the one we got. Uh, <gasps> we could do that one. <sighs> You're a man after my own heart. <laughs> Do what? My heart be still. Fan four stick. Fan four stick. Ooh, I didn't even see that. Neither have I. I did. I <laughs> I'm a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that'll do it though for this edition of Kapowcast. True. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, and you can also find us every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. That is the preferred way you listen. They have tons of shows. The Ectoplasm Show, yeah. which is about paranormal stuff. I love their logo. <laughs> Every time I see it, it looks I, like Slimer. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to. Uh, uh, they wrote Ecto me. Cooler. They they wrote me in with it. I can tell you that it's eye catching. Uh, yep. Um, and they also got you know Jeff's show, the Jean Pod Van Dam cast. Nice, good job. Nailed it. I actually <laughs> was practicing at work the other day. I kept saying it over and over and over again. And tons of other stuff. So please check them out. Support them. Love them. Hold them. Cuddle them, kiss them. Keep whatever. it secret, keep it safe. Yeah. They're beautiful little snowflakes. Yep. Send us uh, some hate mail at kapowcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter at kapowcast, Instagram, or kapowcast. Uh, Facebook is kapowcast2015. And that's it. You all have a fantastic weekend. We're everywhere. Myself, Tony. I wear a coat. 
Bundle up, kids. And that's Mikey. <laughs> I'm Mikey. Have a great February. Bye.